Hello and welcome to the podcast, UFO Warning. I suppose we could title today's podcast, Zombies Meet Aliens. Or maybe we should just call it Zombies Meet Aliens, sort of. Of course, any of you that have been following the news know that the big storm area 51 was to take place today. And that's where a couple of million people had uh, signed on to Facebook and committed to showing up at the gates of Area 51 in a mass storming. But judging from the videos that I found on uh, YouTube, and I've posted one here from Fox, it seems to me that uh, the humans that are lined up at the gate to Area 51 and hang out, hanging out in nearby towns, well, from the videos... It seems to me they're more interested in indulging in Nevada's newly legalized weed and taking selfies than investigating any UFOs or aliens. According to CBS News Online, though, Heiko, Nevada, Dateline, about 75 people arrived early Friday at a gate at the once-secret Area 51 military base in Nevada. At the exact time appointed by an Internet hoaxer, to storm the facility to see space aliens. One person was arrested and one person was detained by the sheriff's deputies early Friday. Now it's 75 people out of 2 million, okay, who had said they would be there for the big storming. And I like the way that they refer to this fellow as the internet hoaxer. Well, you know, he has come out and said that he wasn't serious about it, but what's the guy going to do when he's got 2 million people riled up and committing to show up at Area 51. I suppose it's not much of a choice for this guy. And you do notice they did arrest one person, and they did uh, detain one person. And I noticed, I watched a couple videos on this, and you can check them out online too. Uh, at the gate, uh, you had, like they said, about 75 people there. And uh, this was a bunch, boy. I don't know. I mean, they did look like zombies. They were all partying joking around. Uh, one of the guys had on a rabbit costume. Some other guy there who didn't seem like English was his first language. Maybe it, maybe he was just that stoned. He couldn't speak properly, but he was carrying a North Korean flag at the gates of Area 51. And, uh, you know, they had a few guards there and, with a guard dog, but they, they were all being pretty cool with these guys. They were all younger people. It was just kind of like, well, let's go out here to Area 51 and, uh, have a little bit of a drunken party next to the gate. I mean, if these guys really wanted to play hardcore, they could have probably put them all in a paddy wagon Republican talks. But it seems like the government is being very sensible here and just trying to defuse the situation as much as possible. Now, this New York Times article goes on to quote County Sheriff Kerry Lee as saying about 1,500 people had showed up to the various sites. And you might remember that there were a couple different sites that were doing things, a couple different towns. Uh, one town wanted to have a meetup, and then there was a gal there, I think it was with the Alien Inn, and she was going to have a uh, music festival or something. And there's been a little drama there between these two different outfits competing. And then, of course, there was going to be a music festival in Vegas, which is a few hours away. It says, according to the New York Times, more than 2 million people had committed at least on Facebook, to storming the secretive facility in the desert, drawing so much attention that an Air Force spokeswoman warned in July that trying to get into the off-limits area could be dangerous. Yeah, how could you imagine? Now, 
One has to wonder how many of these two million were simply drunk texting their intentions. I mean, judging from the videos posted on YouTube, it would seem as though about 1.98 million of the original two million have just found that sitting at home on the couch is a better option than for driving for hours, if not days, through the desert to, you know, get high or get arrested. After all, most of them can imbibe in the newly legalized weed at home on the couch, so why would they want to drive all the way to Area 51? At the risk of sounding cynical, to me, the real danger out of all this, you know, this whole Area 51 mess is that it puts, it puts real UFO investigators in a bad light. I mean, it seems like for years the media has portrayed anybody that even reports a UFO as some kind of a whack job or somebody, you know, with low IQ or, or some, you know, real guy out in the middle of nowhere who hasn't seen a dentist in, you know, 15, 20 years. Even today, when you read most articles that are printed by the mainstream media, no respect is given to people that view UFOs. And I think that's part of the reason why this recent situation with the three Navy cockpit videos have gotten so much attention because um, the UFOs were recorded, you know, by fighter jets, pilots, and by the equipment in the fighter jets. And then finally the, the Navy has to come out and say, oh, yeah, these things are real. And that seemed like just a huge deal in the mainstream media when anybody who's done any kind of observation knows that something's going on. This isn't all being imagined. I mean, some of these cases are absolutely real. Even if we can explain them or we can't explain them, it doesn't change the fact that they're, they're real. And so just about the time that the media and the public in general start to think that, you know, maybe there's something to this whole UFO thing. Maybe... Maybe there's some truth to it. Maybe there's some phenomena here we don't understand. Just about that time, some internet hoaxer comes along, and all we see in the news cycle is 2 million people are going to show up at Area 51. And then on the day of it, when actually 75 people show up, and of those 75 people, you can watch the videos and see them joking about drugs and smoking weed and like I said, one of them wearing a rabbit costume or carrying a North Korean flag. I mean, they they just look like a bunch of goofballs, like a bunch of kids just trying to have fun. And that's fine, I suppose, but it's not the same thing as people that are diligently, seriously investigating UFOs. And the whole the whole thing, it just serves one purpose in my mind, that is to change the zeitgeist, to change the notion among the general population that there's something to this UFO thing. We don't know what it is, but something's happening, and every single person that reports seeing a UFO is not crazy. Every single person that reports seeing a UFO didn't see swamp gas. They didn't see uh, man-made lights. They saw something, and they're not trying to explain it. You know, and the variety of things people are seeing is phenomena. I mean, you have cases where, where Air Force pilots have saw giant ships with people moving around in them. And then you have cases where they see orbs or balls of plasma. We don't know. Each case seems to be different. But just at the point where we get to where we're classifying these 
observations where we're actually seeing what's going on and having an open mind about it, we end up with this giant internet hoax, as they call it, where two million people are supposed to show up and then you end up with 75 kids who want to party. Now the sheriff, he goes on to state, as we said, has reported about 1,500 people at the two different venues. And I'm sure that they'll all have a good time, but this isn't the same thing as demanding disclosure from the U.S. government. We saw what happened to Congressman Walker when he demanded disclosure from the Navy. First he gets stonewalled, and then he gets himself called up on his committee to some silly hearing about white nationalists where his whole day is wasted responding to nonsense. So the real issue here is disclosure and how do we get it? Well, we get it by electing people that are able to critically think about this subject and have an open mind to it, number one. And then we get it by just a general population demanding accountability and by our elected officials demanding accountability. And we also get it by demanding accountability out of the news media. When the news media comes out, and tries to uh, accuse a person who has observed the UFO as being somebody who's mentally incapacitated or a liar or a hoaxer, the UFO community needs to stand up and say, listen, when people see something, then we need to approach this with an open mind instead of every single time something happens. You have people like Travis Walton that have passed multiple uh, polygraph tests the whole group of those guys passed multiple passed passed polygraph tests, but yet we act like that's nothing. When you know people that are accused of crimes quite frequently, or they pass a polygraph test and suddenly they're not a suspect anymore; they're good to go. But Travis Walton passes multiple polygraph tests, and he's still considered a hoaxer and a liar by the media. Why can't they at least say, well? It appears something happened here. In general, we need more accountability. We need accountability from the government for disclosure. We need it from the media for the way that they report so negatively on these things. And we need it within the UFO community amongst the investigators so that the people that are actually doing the good work come to the top. Now... I could go on about this a lot longer, but I feel like I'm already getting grumpy enough as it is. But there is some actual news to report this week, and I plan to cover this in the podcast tomorrow. It seems there is another Mount Everest-sized chunk of something headed toward Earth. And guess what? It's been discovered just in time to do nothing about it. Uh, We had that one that just rushed by us this year, I think a couple months ago, and... uh, Now we've got another one. It's supposed to be uh, heading toward or by Mars in October. Yeah, now there's an October surprise for you right there. A Mount Everest-sized asteroid at your front door. And then however long it takes it to get from Mars to Earth, it'll be here shortly after October. I find it amazing that 
we have all this technology that can supposedly find planets that are located, you know, multiple light years away, and they can tell us what the atmospheres are made out of and whether or not they're habitable for life. And they can tell us about quasars and pulsars and black holes and stars and everything else that's on the other side of the universe. But when we have an object that's the size of a mountain that's going to be showing up at our doorstep before Christmas... Hey, we didn't see that, guys. Sorry about that. We missed that one. Well, you have to ask yourself, what are we paying these guys for? It'll be interesting to see what happens with this one. But I will be covering that uh, in the next podcast, and we'll get a little more information on that. And hopefully get back to some more real news. If there's any exciting developments in the Storm Area 1, we'll keep you up to date on that. And just remind everybody to stop by uh, our companion website at ufoblogspot.com. That's where we keep the show notes at. And if you feel inclined to do so, you can always drop a dollar or two uh, at the account on Anchor. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.